Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back and we're going right to the phones. Joining us is Nate Zielinski. My friend Nate, you know, you and I haven't talked on the radio in a while. I've either been traveling or you've been lost out in the wilderness somewhere. <laughs> I'll tell you, Terry, I am calling in from no no other than probably the most remote hunting camp that I've ever been in in my life. But uh, luckily, there's a small cabin out here, and they have a 30-foot cell phone uh, antenna booster to uh, to do this show. But luckily, I'll be heading home here real shortly, and uh, we'll be back after it. But, yeah, I have uh, I have been harassing all the wildlife around Colorado uh, the last several weeks. So it's great to be back on the show. That's great to have you back. You know, they asked Daniel Boone once, they said, have you ever been lost? He said, no, but I was a little bewildered once for three days. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So what's going on, Nate? You know, obviously, you know, fall is in the air amongst the state. Um, you know, we keep talking about the fishing and the hunting, but I wanted to kind of do a quick update. Um, you know, obviously we're in the, the heart of our elk and deer uh, archery season in all the mountain areas. Um, so that is going very strong. And it's also the opening day of the muzzleloader season, which is, again, is one of those uh, much anticipated dates of the entire year. One of the most successful uh, big game hunts in Colorado is actually this muzzleloader uh, tag that's available, you know, starting right now this morning. So, um, you know, there is hunters spread out across the, the Rocky Mountain region uh chasing elk and deer and bears uh pronghorn season still in in effect so there's a lot of hunting going on but i just wanted to give a quick update because i keep getting calls and texts about the elk where's the elk at where's the rut at you know what what's going on um so I, I think I want to just touch base on that real quick and just talk about what's going on with, with the elk in the state, what's happening. Um, and we are really in the last, I said it started Tuesday, but really in the last three to four days, our rut activity in Colorado just went through the roof. Um, obviously, it's much like a spawning fish. Every year you get you know, different things that make that rut happen, whether it's, you know, moisture in the grass or getting those first frost to, to make that grass start to wilt to really kick up it off. You know, the full moon temperature, everything has an effect on it. Um, but with the approaching full moon that we had last night um, and just kind of some cooler temperatures that rain from last weekend, really Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, almost statewide, we really heard the elk start to fire up. We heard the elk, you know, bugling heavily. We saw the bulls, you know, really start to sort of form harems, um, really all the signs of that red activity really kicked off hard this week um, and has continued to stay very strong since then. Um, so if you are an elk hunter, uh, you know, hunting this week or you're a muzzleloader that started today, um, you are in prime conditions. Now, with that being said, um, one thing that you will deal with, especially today, I mean, hopefully people are listening to this while out in the woods after their morning hunt, uh, but really today and about the next two days, um, we will see some slight timing changes from these bulls um, simply for the fact that this full moon does offer so much light at night, you get a ton of nighttime activity. So your daytime activity from these big breeding bulls uh, is going to be very limited. So really, like I was out this morning, we had amazing bugling action, but it only lasted about an hour into light. By by 7.30 in the morning, these bulls were bedded down um, simply for the fact that they started last evening or last night 
and they rutted and bugled and did their thing all night because they have so much light um, that they rest pretty early in the day. Um, so, again, that's one of the biggest things that I'd say we wanted to discuss is that you are going to have increased level of activity from these animals as the rut happens. But with that being said, also anticipate them bedding down fairly quickly uh, in the morning just because they're they're so tired from being up all night and, and running so hard through the night. So, uh, again, plan your hunt wisely. If you have a premium spot where you know there's elk, um, I would not waste time getting there in the morning. You know, I wouldn't hunt your way in real slow and, and get to your prime spot by 8, 9 a.m. Um, you know, if you have to leave, uh, you know, in the wee hours of the morning, um, get there, get to your spot and put your, your premium hunting plan into place right at first light because that's going to be the, the successful thing at least why this moon is so big and bright and the next, next couple of days three four days um, when it starts t- you know taming down a little bit they'll kind of go back to their normal activity and you'll definitely get a, an increased daytime activity both morning and afternoon uh, but right now plan on those animals activity level being a little shorter uh, and just plan accordingly and make the most of it no you're absolutely right those those elk sound like a bunch of the guys I knew in college up all night and then to bed pretty early in the morning. But, um, but, <laughs> but you're, you know, and it makes an effect. We are also headed, Nate, for uh, uh, it's going to be really warm this weekend, but then we're headed for more seasonal temperatures by the end of the week. And we're going to see the nights get a little cooler and maybe a little bit more cloud covers, what I'm seeing maybe by Thursday or Friday of next week. I, that'll probably affect it too, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yep. And it's just, I mean, everything's just going to keep increasing. Um, You know, so you're going to see those activity levels just get better and better. Um, With that being said, I will say just real quick while we kind of get some tips. Um, Again, I've been in the woods since the opening of archery season, uh, been following along with these elk and, you know, really walking them through where they were in an extreme pre-rut where the bulls were together, bachelor groups, going independent and now gathering cows. Um, And we do change our approach somewhat. You know, I think everybody in the state of Colorado wants to have that calling experience. You know, we watch the videos, the TV shows. Um, You know, obviously, we can hunt these animals on water holes. You can spot and stalk. There's a a million ways of how you would hunt elk uh, in Colorado. But I think of all of them, everybody wants to have that calling experience. They want to hear that big bull bugling and come charging into a call. Um, We do change things up slightly as this happens. So really in uh, a couple days ago, early in this week, as these bulls were starting to show those heavy signs of rut, as the the activity level started to peak, um, these bulls were, were gathering cows. So Again, four or five days ago, I was doing a ton of cow calling because these bulls were really gathering cows and building that harem. Um, Now, as we're kind of getting to the point to where these bulls have some harems, they have their cows, they've established that herd. Um, So when they do that, a lot of times, sometimes that cow call can come somewhat ineffective. I mean, it's still going to work if you have a bull looking to gather cows. Um, but right now we're starting to see that cow call not be quite as good as it was early in the week. Um, you know, some of these bulls, you, you really have to read them individually. Um, if you have a younger bull who has a, a bunch of cows, if that bull is maybe not quite mature enough to hold that many cows, that's a bull that's going to quiet, kind of quiet down. That's a bull that's not going to be bugling as much because he knows he's a little in over a little of his head. He's very content with what he has. Um, and he kind of quiets up. As where your bigger bulls, 
they're going to bugle. They're going to keep their cows together. They're going to do everything they can to defend those cows. So really right now, as we started building these harems, um, I love going into a calling situation as an immature bull. So this morning when I approached a couple of bulls that we were working on, um, you know, these bulls had cows with them. It was an established harem. Um, you know, guys go into it with this rip roaring bugle, this really aggressive, mature bugle. Um, and I went into it, you know, almost squeaking real. I was bugling, but real subtle, the beginning of my bugle, the end of my bugle is very timid. Um, you're almost acting like uh, like a very immature two and a half year old bull just looking to join a harem. Um, so that's a bull that you can get close with because the herd bull, he knows you're coming. He's going to come investigate you. He's going to kind of, you know, push you around and show that he's dominant, but it allows you to get very, very close to these animals. Um, so that's the kind of one of the tips I'd say really in the last you know, two days and going forth for the next couple days is going to be one of my biggest approaches. Instead of trying to call a bull a long ways to come to me, now that they have a harem, they're fairly content. I am going to them. I'm covering 90% of the distance um, in this calling relationship. Again, everybody wants to stand on a hillside, have a bull come to them. Um, I'm doing a lot. I'm putting in all the effort to go to them because, again, I know they're established. I want to be that immature bull, and I just want to basically walk into his harem um, and create that shot opportunity. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now in the calling game. Uh, at least those are the, the, the questions people keep asking me, and that's the, the solution for that. If you're struggling breaking that distance, getting in close, you're struggling with the calling. Um, again, just now that they're understanding the, the kind of the mentality of where they're at in the rut, they have their cows, everything's getting pretty stable. Um, calling and working your way into that group uh, is going to be your most successful way to, to get, uh, get a shot on an elk right now in Colorado, pretty much statewide. Um, and I will say that this has been a very consistent rut this far. Um, you know, it's usually pretty kind of, kind of spread out, you know, usually one portion of the state really fires up and then another portion. And, you know, the last couple of years, we've really had kind of a, a different rut activity. They obviously always rut, but it's really been kind of different portions. Um, this is one of the first year I've seen in the last five, four or five years um, where the bulls are really running together. I mean, from, you know, from the east side to the west side, north and south, um, it's pretty consistent statewide right now from what I'm hearing, which is, which is a great thing. Uh, so definitely, if you're out there, uh, just take the tips that we're, we're giving you and put them into play and hopefully you can create your success uh nate you have a seminar coming up uh, for people who are if you folks if you're enjoying this in-depth scouting i mean nate and i preach scouting getting ready for hunting and uh we don't want you to not hunt if you don't scout just temper your expectations but nate does a lot of the scouting and he gives you a lot of tips nate you've got a seminar coming up our friends at sun uh power sports tell me about that Absolutely. You know, we really are building this seminar for those guys that have that first rifle tag. So again, one of the premium hunts in Colorado is that first rifle tag. That's going to be an elk only tag for bulls and cows. Uh, I believe that first rifle tag starts October 12th. Uh, so we have a seminar. Uh, I can look at my calendar. It's October 1st or 2nd, somewhere right there, uh, early October. We have a seminar uh, at Sun Power Sports. It's on a Tuesday evening, at, I believe at 6.30 p.m., um, and we are going to literally walk you through exactly what you should do to have that success on that first rifle tag. I'm going to talk to you about the difference of calling during a bow season and calling during a rut uh, versus calling to this post-rut animal that is still rutting, but he's in large harem. So I'm going to teach you how to use calls during the rifle season to create that success. We're going to talk about how to approach an area, how to you know have your wind right. So we're going to really walk people through um, their exact situations of what they should be doing in that first rifle hunt to create that success. And we always, last year we had 
probably a dozen people bring maps, um, you know, saying, hey, here's, here's where I'm at. This is my situation. Here's where I camp. Here's where the bulls are. How would you approach it? Uh, and I'm happy to do that. I can sit down with everybody at this seminar, uh, highlighters. I'm happy to walk you guys through, um, you know, the things that I personally would do, teach you about the thermals, the wind, how to approach it, the distance to which you should and shouldn't be calling at, um, all those type things to, to walk you through that hunt uh, to hopefully eliminate as much error as possible uh, to create that more success on that hunt. So, again, that will all be at, at Sun Power Sports. It's October uh, 1st. Early October there. It's October, October 1st. Perfect. October 1st. And uh, I believe if you register on Facebook at Sun Enterprises or Sun Power Sports, that you do get a gift when you show up. Perfect. So you get a gift. Everybody if you should sh- do that again. And, then, and no matter what you're hunting, even if you're not an elk hunter, you're a deer hunter, a bear hunter, I promise this seminar will be worth your time. Come by. Um, we do not let any questions go unanswered. So happy to, to work with everybody on their situations uh, and get them dialed in. 30 seconds, Nate. I know you've been in the woods a lot, but your guys have been out. If you're going fishing, where would you go? You know, right now, again, I, I hate to keep, you know, beating it up, but Spinny Mountain Reservoir, it just continues to to, to be such a producer right now for us. Um, we're back to those 50, 60 fish days for big trout, um, and they moved up shallow. So they kind of went to a routine where they went shallow and they went deep. Now they're back shallow. So the, the, they're extremely aggressive, shallow water, uh, reaction-style type fishing, uh, those big trout, you cannot beat that bite. Whether throwing streamers with a fly rod, conventional tackle, that bite is on fire. We're also seeing some giant pike coming as that fall pattern happens, as that water temperature starts to drop. But Spinny Mountain Reservoir right now would be my pick to go uh, if you're looking to fish here uh, in the next 10 days or so. All right, my friend, and if you want more knowledge, you want to book a trip, folks, Tightline Outdoors on Facebook, Tightline Outdoors on all social media, and TightlineOutdoors.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Nate Zielinski, a great resource. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to take you up to North Park and Lake John, where the fishing is also really turning on here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going right to the phones. And we're going to take you up to North Park, and we're joined by Nicole from the uh, Lake John Resort store. Uh, Nicole, I understand with moving into fall, the fishing in uh, North Park is starting to really come on. It really is, Terry. Um, It's this colder weather that's moving in. Uh, We woke up to about 37 this morning was our low. Um, We're not seeing snow or any signs of ice or anything like that, but that fall fishing temperature is just coming right into play right now, and it's getting, uh, the activity is getting much better. No, you're absolutely right, and uh, I know you had an off and on summer up there, not because because the uh, fishing was bad, but it changed, and it was a different weather season this year all across the state. We had a long, late, cold spring, and then it got extremely hot in August and uh, July and August, and we're looking at it still being a little warm down here in the Front Range, but but seasonal changes are taking place. We're kind of getting back to normal expectations, especially in the high country. So what exactly is happening? Take me around. First, let's start with Lake John. What are you seeing there? 
Sure. Lake John is fishing so much different this year than last year. You know, um, anglers could come up last year and catch 30 fish in a day, um, but they were 12 to 14 inches. Right now, we're seeing probably an average of four to five fish a day, but almost every one of them is over 20 inches, and we're just seeing good, healthy four and five pound fish out of here right now. Um, You know, we did play this weather game. It was kind of slow in August and um, July because of the heat, but still anglers catching good sized fish and now within I'd say about the last week week and a half right around Labor Day it just turned on and we're seeing great fish every day right now in those good sizes well you know a lot of people you know because you can catch a lot of 10 12 inch fish in a lot of places and and Lake John can provide that and so can some of the other North Park lakes but the opportunity to catch a half a dozen fish over 20 inches on any given day, uh, a reliable opportunity, is something worth the drive. And that's really just uh, of no, it's, that's exceptional fishing. Any particular tactics that are working better than others? You know, the weeds are still here. Um, the lake hasn't turned over yet. So uh, those fish are hanging in the weeds. You have to have patience to kind of fish in those weed lines. Uh, during the heat of the day, they're floating down to or, or hanging around uh, 17 to 18 feet of water. But then early morning and evenings, they're coming in closer to those weed lines um, from shore. So both our shore fishermen and boats are um, doing good. I'll tell you the bait fishermen, as far as night crawlers, uh, power bait, stuff like that, you're wanting to fish off the bottom right now and float it up right above that weed line or your night crawler fish from top down right above that weed line. And then the lures, lures are doing really good right now too. We have a slew of cast masters that are doing good and flies or um, the uh, black woolly booger and the ruby eyed leech are just a go-to right now. Um, guaranteed fish, I feel like. So, um, that's you want to you're going to have to play the weeds a little till this lake turns over which probably won't happen till the very end of September or beginning October you're still going to be um kind of dealing with those weeds now if you want to get out to fish that outside edge you do rent boats there too right yeah Terry we just started doing that this season we have three uh 14 foot flat bottom john boats that we started renting out um, with several different options, you can do them with oars only. We've also got small motors, gas motors, and electric trolling motors on them too. That's awesome. Now, what about the other? What about the Delaney's? How are they doing? Delaney's are doing. Uh, they're they're fishing well. North obviously being the slowest, but those brown trout are uh, getting ready to spawn here. That first week in October is uh, you know a great time to to fish with the spawn for the brown trout. South is producing great uh, rainbows right now in the 17 to 18 inch range. And then East is the most active of all the lakes. If you're, if you're kind of after quantity, East is pushing out a lot of fish right now, but you know, kind of expect that 12 to 16 inch range from East right now. And I think a lot of those fish at East are cut bows, aren't they? They are. Yep. So you do a lot of that. Tell people a little bit about your facility real quick while we still have time and what uh, the Lake John Resort offers. Yeah, so we sit right here at Lake John. We have an RV park with uh, full hookups for RVs, water, sewer, and electric. 
We also have four cabins here that um, are completely remodeled, have their own bathrooms, their kitchenette units. We're in the middle of uh, bringing up a new suite that's going to be on site. And then we have our general store with a full line of bait and tackle, always more than happy to point out some honey holes, what's doing well. And we have some small groceries here as well. And a, a, a great place to come, and it's a great place to make your your uh, your home, you know, the stay at whether you're fishing or hunting, because you have the up, you have a big game hunting up there, and you have a great yeah. waterfall season coming there. So, what a great place for a cast and blast or a, a cast and hunt, huh? Yes, exactly. We do tell all of our hunting uh, reservations, bring your fishing pole because the heat of the day when you're not out hunting, you might want to just dip a line and the fall fishing's the best. So they get kind of the best of both worlds. And we have uh, archery and muzzle load going on right now for elk. And then, like you said, waterfowl be coming up and then our rifle seasons. We do still have some availability for. If, if people want more information, Nicole, how do they get a hold of you guys? Uh, they can visit our website, lakejohnresort.com. We're also on Facebook. Just look us up at Lake John Resort, or they can call us, uh, 970-723-3226. We're always more than happy to give any information or answers questions that anybody has. Or they can follow my truck up to the Lake uh, Lake John if you're catching five or six 20-inch trout a day. So that's, you know, that would work, too. <laughs> I agree. All right. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. All right. Awesome as always. Thank you, Nicole. I'll tell you what, how's that? How about just taking off up there and a chance at a half a dozen 20 inch plus trout with just a variety of means, including a fly rod? What a great place. We're going to wrap it up because we have an Air Force CU game coming up. We'll be back to our full two hours next week, but tune in. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. I'm going to post. Nate had a great elk scouting uh, report today. I'm going to post that on Facebook later. And uh, just follow us, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. I think we're getting ready to start some contests pretty soon, and Karen will be posting trivia if we do that. And you'll need to follow us on Facebook to know the answer. But I'm going to try to round up some prizes, see what we can do. Uh, We'll just have a lot of that coming up, a lot going on. Thank you for joining us. I hope we help make your outdoor uh, experience a lot better. Thanks to Kyle for keeping us on the air. Thanks to Karen for making me look like I know what I'm doing. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and the football game on 104.3 The Fan. I saw a